Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast for Monday, June 19th, 2006. Hello, this is Michael Lozen, and welcome back to Manager Tools. Now, every week we get questions about people's resumes on the discussion boards. As a matter of fact, our resume casts are some of the most wanted of all our work. So it's pretty obvious that more and more folks are attuned to their careers and how to manage them. Now, that's a good thing, because as we said before, no one's going to manage your career for you. So this week, we thought we'd address a career management topic that also leverages our recent cast about building your network. Today, we'll discuss the basics of mentoring. There's a lot of different aspects of mentoring, but this week, though, it's just the basics. As a matter of fact, it'll be this week and next week because, yes, again, we've run into a uh, topic that's taken us um, probably two shows to cover. So today we'll start with part one of our podcast on the basics of mentoring. Stay tuned. We, we, we ought to talk about mentoring a little bit. <laughs> you know, every week we get questions about people's resumes on the discussion boards. It doesn't seem like a week got, goes by that we don't get at least one of those questions and uh, a resume attached to an email. Yeah, and I, my, I think what ha- what's happened is is that, um, you know, companies have, have stopped managing people's careers and more and more people are gradually understanding that they need to manage their own careers and that means resumes and so on and so forth and and um and so we are constantly thinking about okay is is this are we going to be talking about something that works with the team are we going to talk about something that works intra in in, inside the organization or we're going to talk about a career cast a career development uh topic um and and because we recently talked about building a network I thought it might be good to talk about mentoring, uh, which is which is obviously a, a mentor is a special part of a network. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that people have to manage their own careers means they're going to have to reach out and find a mentor, somebody to to help them kind of walk through the process and help uh, help them develop their their career. And you know, networking is is one of those things. But if you're on if you're on the mentor if you're on the other side of it, um, you know, how do you mentor somebody? Or how do you, you know, how do you select a mentor if you're the person who needs one, you know? Right. And we've got, mentoring is, is easy to, to simplify here. And we've got a pretty basic, we've got the basics of mentoring this week. Um, but but we're also looking at a couple other things. Obviously, being a mentor, that's a very different perspective. Um, and then also, we have a future show scheduled on how to use mentoring as part of organizational talent management and development and in succession planning. Um uh, we're not a big fan of corporate plans, and we're going to talk about that here in just a minute. Um, but there's an easy way to use the concepts of mentoring on a small scale, even for a 30 or 40 person organization, quite frankly. Um, that's very, very helpful and, and gives you some additional, uh, rounds out a, a, a organizational t- talent development program. So right. we're, we're going to stay tuned for that cast at some point right. in the future. But But today we're going to focus on you know the person being mentored the mentee yes. is that how you say it the mentee yes the mentee man it sounds like like a breath mint or something but okay so <laughs> um yeah and we're going to talk some big picture a little bit about corporate programs and then we'll walk through 
in classic manager tools fashion, seven recommendations we have, seven guidelines, and they are these. Who do I ask? How long should the relationship last? That ought to surprise some people. It's not mentoring for life, folks. Um, um, making the ask. How does it work? Running it. That first crucial meeting. And and being ready for feedback. And that's yeah. it. Okay, so be, before we get into that, though, we're going to talk about a little bit about cor- pro- corporate programs and why um, they ain't really all that much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're, certainly, look, if you get asked to be involved in one as a mentee, you should absolutely go for it. Um, a lot of people misunderstand. Some companies do it where it's it's a very specialized program. You're you're a high what what in some companies is called a high pot or a high potential candidate, um, and only high potential people are asked to be in the mentoring program. In other cases, it's broad spectrum. Um, uh, but the danger, of course, is is that if people don't know how to go about creating their own mentor program, in other words, you doing it yourself, the way we'll talk about it in this cast, if they see a corporation doing it. And if it doesn't work out, we see a lot of people getting soured on mentoring. Um, but but the, the, the key le- lesson there over and over again in talking to people that I've worked with, Mike, is, is, is that it's probably not the mentoring part of the program that causes it to fail. It'll probably be the corporate overhead part of it. It's not the actual relationship piece, um, the reporting, the structure, and so on. Now, when the relationship piece goes bad, it's because somebody in HR assigns people, um, which is just fundamentally, it just doesn't work. Um, and, and that's not a bias on my part. I've seen it done like 10 times, and whenever people are selected, it just doesn't work. Now, they always point to a situation where it did work, but but look, you take a big enough random sample, you're going to have some random success. Um, another thing that I've seen often is if it goes well in the first year, it gets expanded um, because HR has bandwidth and they want to be perceived as value creators, you know, enablers and so on, but it just gets too big. Um, and there becomes all kinds of reporting and then they want to, in, uh, they want to integrate it into other things and then it becomes difficult. And then the person in HR who is running it changes and, um, and, and gradually um, things just fall away from the core of the one-on-one relationships that make mentoring work. And so they collapse. Um, What's important, though, is here are all these people going through these corporate programs. They define that as mentoring. They have a bad experience, and then they walk away, and they're like, well, mentoring doesn't work. Wrong. Mentoring works great. Um, And the key is to leverage your learnings from the relationships you form, from the mentors you get. Take the good. Do it on your own with mentors of your own focused on what you need, and you can have all the positives w- without the corporate overhead, without the negativity of HR involvement. Don't mean to be negative about HR in this particular case. I'm just saying um, often the way HR implements the concept of mentoring within an organizational structure makes mentoring less effective within that structure. Right. And, you know, to be honest, I, I believe that one of the, the problems with the, the corporate mentoring programs is it kind of transfers responsibility for making mentoring work. To HR, and, and it can't be that the individual, the mentee, if you will, has you to be are responsible so right. for making you know, mentoring work. That's why you're my partner, man. That is <laughs> that is just a. Yeah, I feel like I got hit on the head just now because you're dead right. Relationships are between two people. Um, if the two people work at it, the relationship can be great. Um, adding a third person is usually um, 
dilutive of value, dilutive of earnings. Um, and in this case, adding an organizational construct, HR, you're right. It, it, it shifts responsibility. It makes responsibilities less clear. Um, bingo. You hit, hit the nail on the head, Mike. Good. Well, I'm glad to contribute to one thing. <laughs> now I can shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Your one point's made for the cast. All right. So um, you ready to get into it? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, okay. So the, the first one we talked about was, whom should I ask? Yeah, I, I have to start with a story. I'm going to start this the, the details of this cast with a story. I'm going to end with a story. Um, and, and I admit they're both kind of not positive stories, but they're instructive, and I think they're worth sharing. And the first one is a guy oh, a couple of years ago said to me, Mark, I, re- I really need a mentor. I said, great, okay, good. You know, go get one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he didn't ask me, can, can you help me? He just says, I need a mentor. I said, great, go get one. And he says, no, no, I really... I really want your help. And I said, well, you're not asking me, right? And I think that kind of put him off. But he said, no, 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 no. Um, I, I really need to find one. Here's kind of what I'm looking for. And um, he was at a very large company, well-known company. And he says, okay, who should I get? <laughs> I said, well, wh- what do you mean? You know? He says, well, like, who? Do you have any names? <laughs> and I admit, you know, people are different and, and all, all different things happen. And you should, you know, one of the things in, in, the, in the consulting business, certainly in the leadership and people business we have to be careful of is, you know, you, you, you don't want to be surprised routinely. <laughs> and yet people do things that um, I'm just not as, you know, sometimes I don't consider the most broad possible interpretation of a question and the possible answers you'll get. And so this person really wanted me to name a name. Um, like a friend of mine or something like that. And I said, you know, I'm sorry, I won't do that. It's got to be somebody based on, you know, that, that'll work for you. Um, and he said, well, then then I really don't want to do it. If you don't have a name, I don't want to do it because I don't know anybody. <laughs> Just like, hmm. wow. Um, wow. That's a problem. Yeah. Um, and, and, and in a way, going back to your point about shifting responsibility, I would have essentially doomed it to fail if I had named somebody, right? Because there would have been a three-way relationship there because I would have already always been involved in terms of introducing them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the question really, whom should I ask? There are a lot of different viewpoints on this. Um, someone tell, some will tell you that women should only have women mentors. I disagree, although I do think women can. Uh, females in the workplace do have a special perspective. I've, I've blogged about that. We've talked about that before. Uh, corporate America still, unfortunately, is more of a man wor- man's world than it should be. Um, HBR, Harvard Business Review, Mike, just ran a very scholarly, very impressive article suggesting that minority candidates, diversity candidates in large organizations, um, those employees are best served by minority executives. Um, when you read the article, you, you, you tend to believe exactly what they're saying because, because in fact, um, minorities go through um, difficulty in the same way that the, the, the corporate America, and, and certainly we, we pay tribute now to our international listeners, uh, we can only speak to corporate America here, but in addition to corporate America being a man's world, it is also a white man's world. Um, and uh, there is more need for diversity at the top as uh, corporate America continues to reach all parts of the globe. And um, I, I think that uh, in the future, there will be more opportunities to have diverse mentors. And, and, and I will also say this, at some point, we're going to have a cast where we talk about having a board of directors, because in the same way that Tom Peters and Fast Company years ago kicked off the concept of a brand called you, where you are your own company, and maybe you think of yourself as a as an individual contributor 
within your company that gets in your company gets hired as an outsourcing, if you will, to go work for to become a salaried employee of a larger company. Um, by that token, you need a board of directors for your company. Um, and so there are a number of different ways to look at this. Somebody, some folks say you should definitely choose somebody who's different than you, because obviously if you choose somebody just like you, they're going to tell you all the things you probably could already surmise on your own. Um, and, um, and if you choose somebody different than you, that would then negate the two suggestions regarding women and minorities. Um, took all that and after watching years of mentoring having mentors myself being asked to be a mentor here's what i've learned um as a general rule if you're only going to have one mentor and again we're suggesting that that is a, that is one way to look at this we recommend you choose someone whom you admire whom you believe will help will be helpful in achieving your goals say that again choose someone whom you admire that's a standard admire admiration um, whom you believe will be helpful in achieving your goals now in our next rule we talk about time limiting this thing um, uh, so we want to be cautious about saying well the goal should be you know world domination you don't it, your goals don't have to be the end career goals although you should have both some near-term and some long-term goals um, I want to make it as simple as that for people. Um, anytime you start something new, it's helpful. In the same way that scientists do, um, they reduce the number of variables. You might have 13 different variables in, in an experiment, Mike, but they, but they control 12 of them, and they vary one of them to see how that one impacts. There are so many things going on with a mentor relationship. You know, okay, this is somebody senior. How do I? Many young people in corporate America and elsewhere in the world, all over the world, they don't know how to interact with an executive. They've never done it before. It's not wrong to be 23 and to say, I don't know how to interact with an executive other than to be polite because no one's taught you that. That's part of the reason manager tools exist. So the variability of working with an executive, working with somebody in a different part of the organization, maybe working with somebody in a different company, in a different industry that you don't know a great deal about, that may be a, quote, family friend, unquote, um, all, all those factors make beginning uh, a relationship very hard. And as, as the Chinese proverb or curse goes, beginnings are delicate times. Um, right. So what we recommend is to simplify and to choose somebody you admire that you'll want to spend time with that will make it easier for you to deal with some of the frustrations that'll come up as you manage the mentoring relationship. Because it's not trivial. It's easy, but it's not trivial. You're not saying that there's no value in um, having somebody, a mentor different than you. But on your first or second one, yeah, um, why why create those obstacles to get to get through? You know? Yeah, and I would even argue this, Mike. I mean, I, I, there are some people out there who admire people who are different than them, so that's okay. Some people admire people who are just like them, and that's okay too. I think for the first one or two, choose someone you whom you admire. And then you're going you're gonna to learn about the process. You're going to become much better at it. And when you choose somebody that has a specific value to you, or maybe you have two mentors, one who's really good at your, in your company and somebody who's really good in terms of professional development or personal life balance kind of things, or, uh, yeah, I, you might have three or four. Don't start out now thinking you need a board of directors and they need to have five different characteristics, each one of them, in order to fully round out your professional life. It's just You're just going to kill yourself, and, and it's going to collapse, much like the HR situ situation. So, yeah, um, we're not saying different or the same. We're saying the criteria ought to be somebody you admire. Um, should, it, should it be someone in your own company or could you go outside the company? It, it, it's hard to say. At big, it's easier at bigger companies with thousands of employees 
to choose somebody in your own company. And I would argue that's a good place to start. It, it, it provides you some common ground, but because of the difference, probably in terms of layers. Um, and by the way, you know, I get asked this all the time, Michael, just a quick brief detour. Your boss cannot be your mentor. <laughs> okay. It doesn't work. It can't be so. Your boss is not a mentor. Your boss is, folks, your boss. <laughs> and that's a very specific role and it's very distinguishable. Um, and if you have two bosses because of a major organization, neither one of them should be your mentor. Um, so it's it's hard to say. At a smaller firm, Mike, you may have to diversify. You know, I think about a, a firm with a couple hundred employees or maybe maybe a firm that's geographically separated, has three different plants across the country or across the world. It's unlikely that you'd have a mentoring relationship with somebody five time zones different than you. Um, you know, I think there's some geographical considerations here. Um, and because of that, uh, you'd only look at the people in your own company. Well, if there's only 100 people at your location, you have to be careful. If you go up a couple of layers, assuming your organization has reasonable spans of control, um, you're now at the top of the organization. And the, the top, the general manager or whomever, the plant manager or the sales manager, can't mentor every single person two layers or three layers down in the organization. So you right. may have to diversify at a smaller, smaller firm. And you may have to choose other people in the same industry but at different companies. That's certainly reasonable. Or different industries entirely. Again, going back to the issue of admire. If you're at a large company and you see somebody four layers up that just looks super sharp, you admire them, you've talked to them before, you feel like you have a good connection with them, that's the person to ask your first time. Right. Okay. So, you know, we, we talked through some other, you know, considerations like location and those those kind of things. But we're, we're recommending that you focus on at least in your first or second time through this kind of thing is to focus on somebody you admire and someone who you think can help you achieve your objectives really yeah. simple yeah now admire is easy you can just look you, you know you could line up all the people in your head um probably while watching tv one night if you deign to watch tv and say okay who do i admire the most and it fits the criteria in general great but there's another piece of that that we're, we're implying, or at least we hope people are inferring, which is you ought to darn well know what your goals are. Um, don't go to a mentor and say, hey, what do you think I should be doing? I mean, they're going to say, well, what are your goals? I got to where I am by having clear goals and writing them down and following them. Well, I want to enrich my life. Well, okay. That's great. And that's a very reasonable goal. That's fine. Um, you probably won't get a mentor to help you too much enrich your life in a, in a vague sense like that. So this may take sitting down and talking about what your goals are in the next 3, 5, 10, 15 years. If you're not willing to do that, you got no business asking somebody to mentor you. Because I've, I've mentored many people, Mike, and I always ask, okay, what are your goals? Ah, I haven't really thought about that. And I just think to myself, this is going to be bad. Now, because I've been asked so often, I often end up saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going to bow out right now. Uh, I, I like you. I admire you. I think this is going to be great fun if we work on it. But if you're not willing to do that, uh, I, I'm not willing to spend hours working with you on refining your goals. These are your goals. They shouldn't be goals that you and I agree on about your life because I'm not going to be here in five years. Right. Well, you're first, yeah. You're your men the, the mentor for about two minutes as you tell the person, okay, let me mentor you. Yeah. Go figure out your <laughs> yeah. objectives and then come back. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sure. I will, we'll take another shot at it. Uh, and some do and some don't. Okay. All right. So we've, we've gotten past that. We, we right. selected somebody. Um, when you go into that conversation, there's going to be, you know, part of the conversation should be how long is this relationship going to last? Okay. You say that. That's great. You, you, you point that out. But in fact, Mike, most people, senior people say no to mentoring, not, not because of the person asking, am I, you know, 
gosh, if, if, if you know, if, if Horseman asked Ozan to be his mentor, obviously it doesn't work in this situation, but, but yeah, it's not the way when I o- do it. <laughs> when, when Ozan says no, Ozan's not saying no because he thinks, well, Horseman stinks. <laughs> you think? Yeah. <laughs> well, one, one can hope. hope Are you not, sure? <laughs> hope may not be a method, but one can hope. Um, but, but the reason they say no is because the opportunity cost associated with a long-term commitment um, that they may not be comfortable with. You know, they're going to have meetings with you. Uh, that those, those meetings are time that they can't give to someone else. Someone else they may want to mentor, but, but haven't been asked by that person. Um, so I recommend no mentoring relationship be scoped out longer than three years. The beauty of this is you might think, well, um, I don't know, do I need to choose somebody terribly strategic? Well, you, we don't want you to say, okay, I only want, only need somebody for the next three years. And so there are two levels up. And so, no, you know, I don't need any senior people. Certainly we want people who can help us over the, you know, that will give us lifetime advice. That's part of what a mentor does. Um, but, but, um, if you don't give a time limit, there are going to be some people who are going to balk at that. Um, their their career may move them, and they may think, "Gosh, do I really want to have to handle a, a mentoring relationship with somebody that I've just met? I really like. Think he's got a lot of potential, but quite frankly, I'm going to be in Atlanta in three years, and you know he's going to probably be in Cincinnati. How does that work? And so on. So if you limit it to three years, you'll actually get greater buy-in from most executives or managers if you're not a manager. Um, now, is it possible that they stay your mentor for life? Sure. And you'll know that after three years of quarterly meetings and phone and email conversations, if, you got, if, you, if the two of you just naturally click and you've got a, a father figure or, or somebody who could, you could follow for the rest of your life. And there have been people whose entire careers have been being the best number two in the world and gradually rising or you know, go, leaving a company and going somewhere else. Not directly reporting to somebody who's a mentor, but a mentor might very well say, hey, I've got a mentee over here at this company I just left and we really need them. They're really, you know, she's really good. Um, well, how, how about if somebody, you know, three years, okay, let's say three years on the the uh the long side at least in terms of starting the relationship but what if what if i want a mentor i have a you know i have a particular problem i just i just need a mentor for a week you know i'm having a problem getting a promotion or i'm having a hard time putting together a presentation or how about on the on the short side of it yeah a mentor for a week is like a a mafia don or something right i mean just pay the guy enough money and it's probably your problem goes away um we no Absolutely, we do not recommend that. That's why we get to the piece about admire. If you're choosing somebody about a promotion or about a short-sighted, you know, I want to, in the next three years, I want to go from industry A to industry B, or I want international experience. So I'm only going to have a mentor with international experience. And really, I, I may not love this person, but in three years, uh, it doesn't matter because I'll have gotten the transition by then, and then I'll move on and find somebody else. That That kind of serial mentorship you know just just uh it's almost as if you're reaching up to find the the pants leg or the 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 hem of someone to grab on to pull yourself up that's not what mentoring is mentoring is about a holistic approach to your entire career professional and personal um and and they certainly should have value in the next three years you don't want them to talk so strategically all the time that you can't apply what they're suggesting uh in the near term um, but really, the mentor should first um, have strategic value, and uh, again, they can. We want them to do both. Um, 
But, you know, it's, it's kind of like if you did that, it's kind of like being making a mentor, just an ATM machine that, you know, you plug your card in and get the answer out and say, OK, I got it and done. You know, nobody has any real relationship with an ATM machine. They're glad they're there. They help them along. They help them through the weekend, but they don't really have a relationship with them or one assumes they doesn't. They don't. You know, yeah. careers change, too, Mike. You'll move. She'll move. Those kind of things always require a reassessment of the, the, the cost benefit of continuing a, a mentoring relationship. And I, I'll tell you, one of the best mentoring relationships I ever had only lasted about a year and a half. And the person came to me and said, Mark, you know, I, I'm, I'm moving. Uh, you, you're changing in terms of the time I was changing jobs. And, um, and, and I just think uh, it's going to be very hard for us in the next six months. If it works out that we stay friends, great. You know, I'm sure we'll be friends forever. Uh, and in fact, we're still very good friends, but I'm not this person's mentor anymore. Uh, and he is very successful, and maybe someday he'll be my mentor. Um, but but he came to me and said, look, I've been thinking about it. I just am not so sure, you know, in the next six months, we're going to have a lot of time and let's see what happens. And I may choose to find a couple other mentors. And it didn't bother me one bit because I want to put some time into mentoring. I want to make the make it I want the mentee to feel good that he or she chose me. Um, and because of that, someone coming to me and saying, listen, I want to let you off the hook because I can see this being harder for us. I really appreciated that because I'm not the only person worthy of being a mentor. Um, that's for darn right. sure. Can you have a mentoring relationship with somebody if, if you don't ask them? I mean, is it required that you ask them, or can you know do some relationships just kind of happen well, as a, a side well, effect of some uh, other kind of relationship? Let me put it this way: you know, people give me a hard time about feedback. You know, we, I'm, I'm pretty particular about about words and the power of words. Some people have noticed that the way I write on the blog is, you know, I, I pay attention, I use words carefully. Um, on the other hand, at times that that uh, is ineffective between you and I in terms of me using the words, putting value on meaning on words that you didn't intend. Um, but but I would say the answer to your question in a very strict sense is no, you can't have a mentoring relationship with someone you don't ask. You can have somebody whom you admire and look up to and you turn to for advice and so on. But if you don't formalize it, then they're not a mentor. They're just a friend. Now, you might call them a mentor, but in terms of this discussion right here, um, no, I, I wouldn't call it that. Um, uh, I, I just think we need to be clear about that kind of distinction. Um, can you have somebody who, again, who means the world to you, who always is there for advice and encouragement and so on, um, a family friend or somebody you just, you know, a, a, a good buddy who's been very successful, whatever? Absolutely. Um, and you, you, you could choose to call him mentor, and I'm not going to argue with you, but in, but in terms of what we're talking about, no. We're talking about formally asking somebody. Good. Okay. Can you ask them on email, or do you have to do it in person? <laughs> I, I wouldn't do it by email. Um, oh, you okay. can email so effective. I you know, here, here I am using words specifically. Yeah, you can <laughs> feel free to <laughs> knock yourself out, <laughs> um, but it won't be very effective. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, but you know that we, of course there are people who are listening right now, Mike, who goes, well, you know, but, but email is the way I prefer to communicate. Yes. Well, <laughs> your mentor may not. Um, so look, what like, if, we can, we, you know, if, if people want to like a real life example of how the written word sometimes is not effective, go to the, our discussion forums or go on the blog and see how many times people talk by each other, talk by me, for example, where, you know, your, your first blush reading of it, you, you take it in a way that the person clearly didn't mean. Right. I find myself doing that all too often. Yes. So. Yeah. I, I love it when people say, love your show. However, <laughs> that's, that's the, con that, that's a, a friend of mine once called that a compliment. 
<laughs> a compliment. Yeah. Mm. Meaning, yeah, well, yeah, here's something nice to tell you, but actually here's what I really want you to know. And I end up with the email going, gee, did this person, I guess I said something nice in the beginning, but I really didn't feel that. What I feel now is, man, <laughs> I, you know, we do this for free and we're still, they're still not happy. <laughs> so look, yeah, I, I, I think you need to schedule some time with, with your mentor, your future mentor, your potential mentor candidate um, to formally ask, will you mentor me for the next three years? Mike, I guarantee you'll, you'll get a yes. If you choose somebody you admire and you take the time to ask them formally and as the, if they pause, walk them through the details so they understand and then ask them again, you're either going to get a yes from that person or you're going, to refer, you're going to get a referral to somebody who has the time and is a good connection for you and you'll get a yes from them. Um, now look, at the same time that I, I recommend that be face-to-face, -face, um, it's absolutely appropriate to send an email saying, I'd like you to consider mentoring me, and I'd like to get on your calendar to explain it and ask you formally. I don't like, and this happens to me once a month, Mike, somebody says, hey, I'd like to get on your calendar. Can I take you to lunch? Sure. And and they won't tell me why. Um, and, and that really, mm. you know, unless you're a good friend of mine, that, that's a tough one for me because my schedule is pretty tight. Um, so uh, it, it's absolutely appropriate to send an email in advance and say, look, I'd like to talk to you about mentoring. I want to I want to sketch it out for you. I want to formally make the ask and explain what I'm talking about doing. And that gives them a chance to say no. And, and I think if they're willing to say no before you get a chance to pitch them, then I think that tells you something about whether or not it's going to work out. And that's okay. There are other, other fish in the sea. So we'll stop it right there and continue on next week with the uh, second part of our Basics of Mentoring podcast. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to send to us, you can send them to show at manager-tools.com or join us on the discussion forums at www.manager-tools.com forward slash forums. So until next week, folks, have a great one. So long. Woo!